Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the 38th episode of the Idle Hand Society podcast, a community for creatives. He's been singing Tom Jones songs at me all week. I'm joined today by Paul Bentz. Not unusual. Good morning. <laughs> and we're also joined today by photographer and co-founder of the Inside the Outside Collective, Al Bryden. Oh, good morning. Mate, it's good to have you on. Oh, cheers for having us. Appreciate it. Al, you were a shout out recently. No, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on. I really do. It's it's um I think was it Paul Paul brought you bought the, the book. Yeah. What the hell's it called? The um even oh, the birds oh, were afraid to fly. Sorry, I went blank for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's your book, Al. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I know, but you, you, you know, when you've been so, so immersed in something for such a long period of time, it kind of becomes a bit of a bit of a rope around your neck, and you just try and blank it out. I think. Yeah, but no, it was it was really kind of you to to to, to buy it and have a look at it, man. You know, I, I do appreciate it. How long but did it take to pull that together, Al? Oh, you know these things. Yeah, this. Well, I mean, making. I started making the work. Well, in what two thousand nineteen, I think pre-pandemic, when life was different. Remember that? Yeah. Well, we didn't even know we were born. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was a weird one of those weird times, you know. When I just started, I just started like any body of work I've I've ever made. I just started going and photographing, you know, no, with no particular thought in mind or reason or, or where to, why I was actually going to go and do it. It was just about sort of playing, I suppose. It was just, you know, if you, if you ask me, when was the start point? There wasn't really one. It's just you start making work or start photographing, and then I just sort of find that it either gets going or it doesn't. And the reasons I started making it became different the longer it went on and then gradually over a, a period of a, a few years I started to realize this was something so I just kept making the work and and then it became a book not, not quite as simple as that, <laughs> <laughs> I, there's, there's a quote there's a quote you put in the book I think it says sometimes it feels like making the work is less difficult than working out why you're making it oh, and I yeah. love I, that's so true isn't it it's, it's like <laughs> Because you, you, I mean, I, I know some photographers go in with a plan, but it's rare, right? It's rare that you know why you're making the work oh, at the I time you're making it. Love <laughs> to do that, man. To have that, to have that sort of. I, I mean, there must be people that that do it, and they'll go and they'll have this this grand idea, and then they'll impl- they'll make the steps and implement whatever they need to do to go and execute this, you know. But I can't do that, man. I'm just not that together, you know. I've, I've no no preconceptions about what I want something to be. It's just, I've just noticed something. That's all I've done is I've just noticed something that was invisible to me before. And I go and go and start making the work. It's, it, it's, and then it, it either becomes something or, or, or it won't. And I've got the rest of my life to work out why I've done something, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's at the time, I, I rarely sort of think about why I'm doing something. And also when when I'm making work, I often don't think at all. It's it's a real yeah, when when you make I don't know about you guys, but when you when you when you're out making photographs, it's the for me personally, it's the only time I don't think of anything at all. I'm yeah. completely empty head. It's it's really, you know, you're totally in the moment. There's just whatever's in front of you and you. And that's it. Yeah, and it's a very present moment. Yeah, that's right? the yeah. best. It's, it's the, the best, best thing, feeling, isn't it? Man. It's the best thing, and you only kind of notice. You only kind of notice after the event, after you've after you've done it. You could just be stood in some woods somewhere, and you could just be so engrossed in what you're doing, the rest of the world just dissipates around you, and that's that's 
And that happens rarely, you know, that's such a rare occurrence. You sort of really only notice it after you've done it. You think, crack, you know, I had that, that one moment of peace. And so you that's what I'm kind of looking for, these in, you know, these these this interconnecting sort of moments of of peace where I, I've maybe photographed something. And photographing stuff is you try, you know, you you you're making a copy of that moment or that, you know, making a copy of that sort of death of yeah. a moment. It won't be there anymore. And you've you've got this, you've got this. 2D rendering of, of 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 that time, you know, and it's very. I suppose it's quite difficult to go um, to. I know to to sort of fuse those feelings into into the photograph, into the work, and I think the way the best way to do it is to work in sort of long term series, and then build a narrative and build the ideas up slowly as you're going along until it's got you know a, a beginning and a middle and also you know an end so the story you're... should have an ending you know and yeah that, that's kind of the way i go about it but you know that's it's a book now and maybe it'll be an exhibition at some point i don't know i've not thought about sharing it and putting it on a wall but who knows man who knows you know it's weird when you're holding a book and you, you and you think you look you you look back to that time when you started making the work you i could never have imagined it would I'd be talking to you guys about it today. It's, just, it's amazing where <laughs> it's insane, little clicks sort of take you. You know. Can I yeah. can I ask you about the white line that runs through oh, some of the images? White line, man. That, yeah, I don't know. To me, it just it just does something to the images. I I can't tell you what it does to me, but it it. All of them in this book feel almost otherworldly, like they don't exist on this planet. And then, <laughs> and, and and then then there's 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 kind of. Like these labels that you find, and are those are those things that you found while walking and picked up. And yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I, well, I mean, let's we'll go. We'll do the white yes. line first because because I still haven't really worked out exactly why I started doing it, man. When I was making, there was a process behind the work, so I'd 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 I'd, I'd use like this really like crappy thirty five mil nineties point and shoot that um, a friend of mine um, got me from a charity shop for like fifty p. So it was all done on these, you know, on on film, and 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 I like that. I just liked how I could react to things very easily with a compact camera. It's just like I like reacting, you know. I like I, I like that. It added it added a sort of yeah. I can just walk along. It's like a pressure off, and and you can just react to what you sort of see. But then I wanted the images to look really sort of scuzzy and degraded. So the second step was I'd go down to a local library, and I'd. I take the prints down with me, and I'd sort of xerox them. You know, use a photocopier, and right. xerox them, and then once I got the xerox, I would fold them. And I can't remember why I started doing it. <laughs> I think it was probably oh, this looks, this might be a cool thing to do. And it was just literally folding it and folding it. But then the white line kind of it became. It was when Brexit was ha- Brexit just happened as well, you know. And I started thinking about the line as a, you know an obvious divide, you know, the sort of divides in society, all that sort of stuff, but. Also, you know, it's, I kind of wanted them to, to make the images into diptychs as well. You know, I like that. I like that almost. It was almost it almost became a, a symmetry. Yeah, there's symmetry in that. You be, <laughs> like the fold is like it, it almost like. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. when you're a kid and you do that painting and then you like fold it in half and then you do like half. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get the diptychs as well, where that's yeah. kind of got the symmetry. It, that's really cool. But I wanted to split them. I wanted to split. Originally, I started doing, you know, I split, split, split them into quarters, but it was it just looked a bit strange. So the half seemed to be the way to go. 
it's kind of, this is a theme, right? You kind of like using the simplest forms of technology to make work. Am I right here? Do you like go, or, 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 no, no, you kind of a mix? This, this, this was, this was the cheapest chips camera, you know, and the work I'm making now is on a um, digital medium format. You know, I like, I like the, I don't like cameras per se, but I like what they can do for me. And I think, I think each body of work I've made pretty much, I have to check, I can't remember, has been on, some you know diff- a different camera you know, make, you know I like what they can do they've got a certain look about them you know I make projects with beer tins and you know solographs and solographs yeah that, they're yeah. amazing as well those those are fantastic those oh, images. yeah I enjoyed them man they were they were good fun to do you know but the the, the line was yeah it it, it became and it, and it keeps evolving the reasons the reasoning behind it in my head keeps evolving is is why I did that and more ideas and you all have your own ideas about it that's the that's the other point you know I I didn't want to include too much text in the books I didn't want to lead people into it I just thought well here you go you know use use the notes I found as a, a narrative to give give the book a little bit of words and then leave any words I wanted to say just at the back of the book. I didn't want to lead people into it. I wanted people to make their own... Because they'll see... Everyone sees something different. different, right? Yeah, totally different. That I could never have imagined, you know. I, I, you, I love that. I love do that. you recall the exact moment where that snowball started rolling for those... For no. any of these projects? No, no. Because never. there must be a point, because you said that kind of at the beginning they're a bit of a... A sketchbook, right? Yeah, and there are just lots of ideas, and you don't necessarily know what's going to land or where the project's going to go. No. But at some point, it must then go. Okay, there's got to be a light bulb that goes off, and and now suddenly you're off, right? You, you've got the project. Voice, but it, it, honestly, just it, 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 it's a really it, it can be a really slow process, and but I just keep doggedly at it, you know, and and then eventually, like I said, it just it. it it becomes it becomes something worth oh, oh I feel it becomes something worth worth pursuing. I mean I've you know I've I've got a litany of failure failed projects sort of behind <laughs> you know yeah, that, yeah. things that never got going and 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 I think it's important to have those to make those mistakes and you know and I make a lot of mistakes with the work but those mistakes you know they're, they're part of the just part of the process. The um, I mean I never really thought about. The connection between the the labels that you see in there and and making the work. I just found them when I was out walking, you know, and I was I had the camera, and these were thankfully due to a sort of prevailing wind. These are these are um, these are attached to balloons, and what people seem to do is uh, when a when a, a relative dies, or if they want, or someone has a birthday, or or or, or a birth, or whatever, they seem to tie, tie these notes to balloons, and they all seem to sort of come over into the Peak District where I do most make most of my work. And I just started noticing noticing them, you know, because it was it kind of pissed me off a little bit. I think all this these like you know because these don't biodegrade, you know, the, no. the balloons are there, you know, and you just sort of see them in trees. But then I started just picking them up and just taking home litter and then I started to got really obsessed about the notes and it's you know I, I just started collecting notes and I didn't really tell anyone about it because I thought people are going to think I'm weird yeah you know? they're kind of these <laughs> notes are finding <laughs> me <laughs> people are going to think I'm really strange collecting these notes but I came really obsessed with you know and I, I'd, I'd, I'd climb trees or, or, or if there were ones that really really high up I'd try and climb up trees to go and get them you know nothing was too you know I had to get I had to sort of get me it's um, Lewis Bush. He talked about collecting stuff when you're making books, and it's exactly that, isn't it? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just this stuff that you collect that adds to the the tapestry and the texture that makes it 
more interesting. But it, oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> those little messages, they seem to like, it seems really personal, this work as well. It seems like, I, I feel like I, I and I'm, you can tell me I'm wrong here, but it feels like uh, th- that line for me, it's just kind of, it makes the, even though there's single images, right? There's one image that's split down the middle just by that line. and But it feels like sometimes it makes it two images, even though it's one image. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's just <laughs> such a simple thing, but it's so amazing. It's, it's, that's um, really kind of you say, Matt. Uh, you see, uh, the, the little tags... I would, wouldn't have thought at the time to, to, to put them with the work. It, it didn't occur to me. And again, it was just slowly, 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 I started to realise these, 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 these are kind of part of it. This is part of the narrative. And, you know, I wanted to black out bits of it. Obviously, I didn't want any names in there because you know, people sought personal details. And some of them were really heartbreaking. There was one about a, a woman who lost her daughter, you know, and that was... Um, um, I, I, I actually, on, in all honesty, I didn't find that once. I have a friend who very kindly knew I collected these, and so she would keep an eye out for them. And she sort of scrambled down a hill to fetch me that one. But it was that was the really sort of poignant one. So there was a moral quandary as well because I didn't know whether to, you know, you know, I thought it was a good idea to include them, but I didn't know whether I should. You know, there was I didn't know whether that. Would I be upset if someone had done that to me? So I was really sort of conscious of that. But I talked to a good few number of... I talked to Dan, actually, Dan Wood, and, and a few other people who were very, very, very helpful and, and instrumental in bringing this project together. And, and yeah, they, they also sort of go for it. So I didn't... Re- I, I gradually sort of made, you know, came to, you know, I don't know, came to peace with it a little bit, I suppose. And then I, you know, I... I hadn't really talked about what they were or why, you know, why I put them in. I just sort of put them in. I didn't really write anything about them. And, you know, this is the first time I sort of really talked about why they're there, you know, and what they're for. But, yeah, they're there to essentially, you know, instead of my, you know, sort of hackneyed writing, that's what they're there to do. They're there to tell, help tell that story, you know. This is the other question about, about how difficult do you find it writing? Is it difficult for you? Do you find it articulating your thoughts in words harder than... I've been told. I've been told. I find it difficult, but <laughs> <laughs> I think you. I think you write beautifully. If, if you, Thank you. Know. That's really kind of you. It's, um, I don't know, man. It's like it's. I find as we discussed earlier about early mornings. You know that that's. I have a window of about an hour in the morning where my brain seems to be working at full time, <laughs> and after that hour, it really, really sort of goes down downhill. You know, and I have an I have an hour, so I always have a notepad, not like a notepad on my phone, not not a uh, handwritten one. And, I, and any ideas or any anything I have, I just you know sort of vomit it out of my eyes onto the onto this screen, and and it's there, and then I de- and then I can kind of forget about it, and then I'll go perhaps go and type it up later, and and and. Um, and then it becomes, and leave it for a little bit, then come back to it, and then show it to someone else, you know, and make sure I'm not because it's very easy to disappear up your own arse when you're writing about your work. It's so easy, and you, think, you know, and I cringe sometimes, you know, when I when I look back, you know, if I ever if I ever listen to this podcast, you know, you know, I'll I'll cringe at myself. Why are you saying that? You told them. <laughs> you know, it, it, I, I do it all the time, right? yeah, all the time. It, so, you know, it's, I guess that's a prob- That's probably a normal, a normal thing to be sort of self depreciating about your own ability to convey um, what you, you know, com- com- convey an idea. Because we, you know, we we, we want to be as artists or photographers. You want you want to be understood, and 
as human beings as well, because there has to be that connection. You know, you, you, when you, you you want to make that connection with another human being, or I do. You know, I want I want people to see the work. You know, it, it, I'd be lying if I said I don't care if anyone looks at this. You know, of course I care. I want people to see it. I've got to. I feel like I've got. I feel that I have something. You know, if I've shown you a photograph, it's because. I feel that it's important enough to show you. You know, does that, that make sense? It's not. Totally. And it's not. A, it's not. I look at. It's not because I look at me. I'm so important. amazing. You know, <laughs> I, just, I just want to show you something. You know, is, is, there, is there a little bit of that out? <laughs> I'm really interested, actually. Out. What makes a photograph important enough to show someone? Oh, that is a good question. It's a feel. I suppose it's a feeling I get when. Um, I suppose yeah, just a, just a, just a, perhaps a feeling. A, a, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be anything special. I find the photographs I like to share um, often don't get quite the response I think they're going to get, which is quite interesting. So if I if I really really like one of my own images, you know, and I put it up on put it up on maybe Instagram or, or, or Twitter, and it kind of really sort of dies dies on its arse, and I, and I always think, <laughs> well, it's dying on its arse. Is it because it's a crap photograph, or is it? You know, have I done something wrong? And I quickly realised... Or is it just the wrong audience, maybe? Yeah, wrong or, yeah, or the wrong audience. It's amazing if you put, you know, you can almost, by the numbers, I could put, like, you know, if you put a, 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 a foggy, misty woodland, you know, which I do like yeah. to do, you know, you can you can tell quite quickly that it's going to gain some sort of traction. But whether the people are engaging with it on a, on a purely visual level is is one thing. But people can make a visual connection to an image very quickly, but it, it takes longer to make an emotional connection to an image. You know, there's layers to f- photographs. That, you know, and the, you know, if you go into a gallery, you will think, oh, could that, that's a that's a pretty photograph. But there's layers to it. You know, if it's on a gallery wall, and someone's put it there because they think it's important. There's a difference, you know, right? If you go and if you go and ask that person why they've done it, um. Not necessarily why. A lot of people ask, "How have you done it first? You know, because they that, that once they work out how you've done something, and then the second question could be, "Why have you done it? You know, then you then you can perhaps start telling. But that's do you think those questions are backwards? Pardon? Do you think they ask those questions backwards? I think they're both perfectly viable. I think it's a fifty-fifty. You know, I don't think one's more important than the other. It depends on the person. If if that person's interested in how I've done something, I'll always talk to them about it. It's not. It's no biggie, but if someone asks me why, I'll try uh, to, the, you know, I'll try and explain why I've, why I've done it. I'm not always successful in this, of course. You know, um, I was once I did a talk in a gallery once, and um, this guy asked me if a if a photograph has to be explained, has it worked as a photograph? And I, I was absolutely baffled by that question. I never, I just didn't have an answer for it. Really, I, I, I got angry at first because I thought, why, why are you asking me that? You know, why? And then I thought, well, does a photograph need to be explained for a start? Is you know sometimes a photograph poses a question, and do, does that question always need to be answered? And I don't know. You know, sometimes it it does, sometimes it doesn't. But photographs, I feel, have layers of meaning and interwoven into them. And if you only look at the top layer, that that that's fine. But if you want to dig deeper, then you can. You, 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 there's only you know there's only my limitations as a viewer. Uh, you know, if I yeah. look at something and I don't understand, I, I can appreciate that, and then maybe I don't understand it. But I like not understanding. I like I like feeling confused by something because it means something else is happening, and I don't have to understand that. I don't have to have those answers, but I like I like the question it poses me, and I can go away and think about it for a bit, and I might never understand, but 
you know, it, it's not, a, you know, I, I don't think, I don't, people make work that I find difficult to understand. I don't think they're trying to con me. I think they're, they're expressing themselves in the only way they, they, they feel they can. It's, it's not up to them to convince me. I, ha- I, I have to make that effort. I have to go and say, I want to understand why someone has done this. Do I you... might never understand, but that's okay. It, do- it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Do you ask that question of your own work? No, not really, I must admit. I, I, think, I, think you, I think I get so immersed in my own work, I can't look at it objectively enough to ask that question of myself. I get so wrapped up in it and so, and so immersed. Do you, um, when, when making the book, do you sequence as you go along or are you making a selection at the end? Or is, is it kind of bit by bit that the images for the book are being selected? How is the process of actually sequencing and It, it, it depends, on the, depends on the publisher, I've noticed. Um, when I've worked with um, um, Another Place Press, I've done a few books with, with them now. And I've left the sequencing up to them, you know, with a few twists and turns from myself, you know, they'll send me an edit and I'll have a look and I think, yeah, maybe, maybe that can go there. But again, because I'm so enmeshed in it, I can't look at it objectively. And I'm, you know, I've looked at the, you know, in some cases I've looked at the work for years. You know, the guy, when I did um, Graveyard Bins, I did a, you know, so I walk into the cemetery and that, that took six years. To, to yeah, before you know, and I never thought at the time. It's, it's they, such a, it's such a. How did you come up with that idea? Even I just find that like <laughs> I, I again, walk to the graveyard every morning. <laughs> that's just that it, right? That's it. That's, that's what it, it was. I, I take I take my boy to school in the morning, and there's this beautiful graveyard just up the hill from me, and it overlooks the peak district. It's a beautiful place, man. It's just nice, you know. And I think walking through a graveyard in the morning is a really sobering, a sobering <laughs> way to sort of start your day. Memento you know, right? Yeah, it's like. It's like a pretty weird place to be, and but I like I, it's it's quite a thoroughfare. So a lot of the school kids will walk through. And there's people walking the dogs, and you know, and I like that intermingling of the, the dead and the living. I think it becomes a, an interesting sort of space. But I just started noticing the bins, and they kind of became like the graveyard's graveyard. You know, the the ultimate end. You know, as these, <laughs> these flowers, the the you know that meant something at the time when you were placing them on on a grave, and they suddenly became something else. You know. They, they kind of became flowers um, from the dead to the living. You know, you're, you're taking them back and then they're discarded eventually into this bin. I just found them beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, people, uh, at the time, there, there seemed to be a lot of those sort of, pl- you know, those pl- plastic flowers mm-hmm. where that could have been knocking about in that graveyard for, you know, 20 odd years or something, yeah, right? Who knows? You know, they could, and they've, yeah, it's, and someone could have just gone, visited a, a, a relative's grave perhaps for the first time and just tidied it up and, and binned them. But I just found this utterly fascinating, you know. And so, mm. you know, then I became that guy who would walk through the graveyard and sort of look <laughs> with, no. with, with, you know, with a phone, just sort of peering over the bins. And, and people, you know, occasionally, you know, God knows what people thought. The symbolism, <laughs> the symbolism in flowers is really interesting as well, right? Because flowers themselves are part of that uh, memento mori adage, right? Yeah, you, sure. you got you, you got the flower, the the passage of time, which is normally an egg timer, and, and normally a skull, which represents death. So you've kind of got two of those in that project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. except the um, 
I like the. I mean, there's a there's another cemetery. I didn't really sort of photograph in, but there were. Um, if you went into the sort of Jewish part of the graveyard, there's no flowers. Jewish, the, uh, apparently, the, according to the Jewish Jewish faith, people put stones on the graves because they don't decay. You know, flowers flowers wilt and die. And I, I kind see. of like that. I, I kind of like that idea um, of the ultimate, the, the, you know, the ultimate death. I suppose, and that was the um, that was the sort of premise behind making that work. Again, these weren't ideas I suddenly I suddenly had. They, these were ideas that became something as I as I did. I mean, I'm you know, it was all done on a mobile phone as well. So there was that sort of like you know this crappy Nokia mobile phone, and I just sort of lurch over and loom over these bins and you know make a picture. Did you, uh, did you ever feel self-conscious when you were making them? Did I like... feel self-conscious whenever I photograph. <laughs> do you? Do I you? feel okay. really weird. Yeah, I don't... It's something I really need to work on. You know, I don't like being... I don't like people looking at me when I'm making them. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it too, though. Yeah, I hate it's it. It's weird. It, yeah, I, 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 sometimes I wait for people to go before I make a picture, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah totally. <laughs> Have you ever tried any other mediums? No, I'm not a I'm not a skilled a skilled painter or um, <laughs> um, I mean I went to art college originally back in the you know back when I was 16 when you could leave school at 16 I, went, I hated school so I went straight to art college and it was one of those like BTEC national diploma course where you try numerous numerous different facets of the uh, oh I see sort of rainbow, yeah yeah you know so yeah I tried sculpture and I tried um, um, oil painting and and, and, and numerous other things but photography was always I remember going into the dark room for the first time you know I've never been in the dark room before obviously I knew the premise behind it you know I'd right. you'd seen it on films you'd seen a red light you know if you look at Jaws two when he's developing that I don't know if you know the, know the film particularly well but there's a bit in there where he's he developing like the, the some some half-eaten divers um underwater camera and he's developing the photos from it and then and then this sort of shark's face kind of or shark's eye whatever appears in the dead so i understood from that as watching that as a child what a dark room meant but i'd never been in one and just the smell of the chemicals and and the whole process building developing your own film you know that you were taught to you were given film you have a like a, a pentax k1000 you know one of those old mm. 35 mil cameras and and then and then you make your pictures and then you'd come on and do the pats and tank shaky shaky bangy bangy and then you'd go and print the photographs and I was utterly transfixed by this process by making you know it, it, you know I wasn't I wasn't making good photographs I, but I, I really enjoyed it feels like alchemy right yeah it helps, man you know you've got the it just suddenly something appears something something that you've made a picture of is appearing on this piece of paper in, in this dark red room. You know, it was great, man, you know. And you could, you, I used to spend all day in the dark room after that. You know, it was quite, quite it became quite clear quite quickly, oh, this is where I want to be. You know, you go outside, have a bit of a blaze, come back in. You could stay there all day, man. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you never used to wear gloves, or I never used, you know, gloves. Yeah, 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 yeah. And your hands would get that kind of weird ashy, ruined. like, yeah. they'd, stink, they'd be kind Absolutely of orange. Ruined. Yeah, you'd come out and you you know, and when you wash your clothes, you the the you know you have these white streaks or, or you know where the dead had sort of sunk in, and you go and wash your clothes the next day. So I was I was I was a mess, man. But I used, I to, used to enjoy the dark room more than holding a camera. At one point, yeah, yeah. I think I was never a good printer. I must admit, I was <laughs> very good at it. <laughs> you know, I wasn't not a not a natural printer as it turns out. But I did I did enjoy it. You know, 
yeah, there's something, I don't know, it feels more hands-on. Do you miss that now? Just thinking about, like, nowadays, I know you said you're kind of Xeroxing things and there is a very physical element to what you do, but mm-hmm. I sometimes, I resent taking photos sometimes because I think, oh, I'm going to have to sit behind a bloody screen. And I'm the least technical person in the world. I hate, <laughs> hate being behind the computer. I make work and I'm like, I really don't want to look at this again, just mm-hmm. because I know what that means. Yeah. Do, you, do you miss that? Kind of analog. Well, I, yeah, I do. Sometimes I do, man. It, it, dep- it really just depends. There's, it, it's a. It can be a binary decision. Sometimes I really miss it, but then I remember what a, a faff it could be as well. But then again, the the, the, the beauty, the thing about analog or make or, or film fo- film photography, I always like that disconnect between making the image and then seeing it. You know, with with, with digital cameras, I've got no self discipline at all. I look at the back straight away. Oh, you're a chimper. <laughs> Yeah, I totally, I totally, man, yeah, totally. I can't help it. You know, I mean, it's. I like, I like, I like the. I like, I like how it. You know, do you I, think, can, I can suddenly look. Do you think there's a, a an emotional difference between a digital photograph and a film photograph? Do you think you get a different, like, like, like vinyl as a viewer like a vinyl, or as a as, as a, a viewer as a viewer as a viewer as a viewer. I, I don't know if people care. I, I generally don't know. I think. I think. I think a lot. I think most people, when they, if if they if they see an image on, if okay, so if they see an image on my Instagram, I, I rarely get asked, or almost never get asked, is this on film or digital? I just don't think people give a shit. You know, they just not bother. If the image moves them, it, it moves them. Now, I think the making an image on digital and film, yeah, I, I would I would say there is a different experience, but I think. Now, it's, digital's been around long enough for it to become quite ubiquitous. We, we could just, it, it, it almost doesn't matter anymore. For me, anyway, you know, it, it, there's some really diehard film users. And that's, that's great. I still use film, but I mean, there's the price as well, you know. But I do, I do miss that disconnect between making the image and then seeing it. D- digital, I, I, you know, I could just take the memory card out and, and stick it somewhere and forget about it for a month. But I... I, I've known I, I, I've I, known people to tape up their screens and stuff. I read you did a project where you found fifteen old films that sat in a drawer for fifteen. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Didn't you? This this is a good story. This is you can that, tell that, this. That was about that. Was, yeah, I really had to check if I was disappearing up you know, and asked for this one. I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I am I really going to do this? You know, right, that's amazing, right? I just love I love the the. the Again, just the idea. Let's hear the story. The... Sorry, I'm not familiar with this. Oh, based on a false story was um, I had you, you know um, you kind of collect 35 mil film. Oh, I did anyway. You know, so get these 35 mil canisters. Do make whatever work with them, and and then kind of put them in a the drawer, and then could really you know properly forget about them. I, I must say, I think I had about oh, I don't know 15 or 20. I don't remember exactly how many I had. And then I just sort of, I'd been, you know, I'd been moving house a good few times and every time I moved, I sort of noticed them again because, you know, you're emptying drawers and you think, oh, well, what yeah. am I going to do with these things, you know? And I just, I'm just going to take them to the lab and get them developed. And I thought, well, why not, why not re-expose them? Because some of them were like 20 years old, you know, 15, 20 years old, you know, from a long time ago. And I kind of like, started to sort of like the idea that I could have this, conversation i suppose would be past self and the images would i i because i didn't know what was on them you know i had no idea they'd been like rotting in the drawer for all this time 
So I just, again, it was a, a compact camera my old man gave me, one of those 90s Zoom ones, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that... The viewfinder doesn't line up and... Oh, no, it's, yeah, fantastically awful, awful. Yeah. You know, really, really frustrating thing. And... Um, and I just started re-exposing them. And I liked the idea of having this, this conversation, this, I mean, albeit, you know, it, was, it became a sort of a nice two-way conversation with, with this guy who's, who obviously isn't there anymore, you know. But I think that's amazing how that idea, of, I, I, I know you think it's a bit, like you said it was a bit wank. I think it's a great idea. I think it's clever. I think it's, it's just, I don't know. It's just, a, just I, when I read it, it made me smile. I thought, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a tricky one, I must admit. It was it was a, it was a really weird thing to do, but it was it was. I mean, the serendipity involved in it as well, you know. Because I, I I had no idea. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of them didn't work, you know. You know, you, you, I edit them as I as I normally would, and, and but and also the, all the films were different. There was some slide film. There was tungsten balance film. Also, you know, a menagerie of like different films. So I, I and I thought about I could I could just maybe have them you know all different but because they were so i wanted that the connection was i wanted them all to be the same and they look better for it i think you know so they were i printed them i i, I did it was an exhibition really i think it was exhibition before the book i can't remember now i might have done the book before i, I struggled to remember sorry all right but i did an exhibition um and not just me it was with inside the outside there was a, a, a group of us and we did this exhibition in Nottingham, and I, I printed them all out, sort of like t- little tiny photographs, like six by four. So they kind of became postcard size, you know. And I like that these 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 post and that was the idea, it's, you know, a postcard to and from myself. But there were pictures of like friends who were, you know, sadly were no longer with us, you know, and and over, you know, an overlap with you know with pictures of my son, the two the two people, you know, they, and they kind of met in this in this sort of weird photograph that, you know, probably wouldn't mean anything to anyone else, but it meant so much to me. That is a really cool idea. It was, well, I don't know about that, man. It's done, you know. And also, that's the beauty of it. But the one thing I really, really liked about it, it was fine that I only had this limited number of films to do it with. There had to be one. So what I did, I kept one left. I kept one behind. That I, was one. Gonna, I was going to ask you if you used yeah, the one. Yeah, it's up here somewhere. I've got to <laughs> check that and find it, man, because I don't exactly know where it is. But... Um, in yeah, so I can't remember what I said. In another fifteen years, I'll I'll do that last one, and that'll be you know. Then just try and persuade someone to reprint the book or something. I don't know. <laughs> there was there was something else I read. I thought was really interesting as well. You said the one day that you like you'll have to take your last photograph. Yeah, and you don't and you don't know what that photograph will be. Do you know what it is yet? No, I don't. No. Know. I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I won't know. You know, it's. Like, it's I mean. Gosh, uh, you know, I'm just beginning to realise how much sort of death there is sort of flowing through the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I'm a chirpy chappy as well, you know. Not, you, you, well. That's, that's, that's really interesting because, you know, I was looking, I was, I, 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 because of Dan, I, I know Dan relatively well. I, I, I've seen you and Dan friends on, and that's, that's how I came across your work. Yeah, yeah. And... and uh, yeah, when I, I noticed that there, there, there is, there, it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that you're such a positive, outgoing chap. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes out in your work. That's where all your mood goes, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. but it, but that, you know, but it does. It feels like your work has really got that emotion in it. It's, it's really, it is really powerful and beautiful. And, and I don't want to sound sycophantic, but it is. It's amazing work. I mean, That's it really, really is. Funny, man. I do, I do appreciate. It. I think you know, 
photography and death kind of go together because, like, you know, you, like I sort of mentioned before, you, it's the death of a moment that mm-hmm. we're all, you know, you, you, you're trying, you're, 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 you're photographing the death of a moment. And, and you know, for, I, for good or for worse, for whatever reason, I, you know, I sort of think about that a lot. There will be that last photograph. I suppose in a way, you know, when when you talk about why why we make work or why I, I guess we just want to be in the hope that we're leaving something behind something that might mean something to someone else at some point you know like you know the graveyard bins when you when i was making that work the the saddest thing was walking past the grave with that hadn't had any flowers on it for you know years i mean gradually you know i'll be forgotten and we all will after you know several generations it just makes me have a quick question do you think you become more empathetic through photography do you think like if you talk to your younger self you have you changed over, we all change over the course of our lives I mean, but do you think it's made you more understanding of people and, and... i hope so i'd love i'd love to i'd love to think that i mean like like we were talking before in your 20s you're kind of a dick yeah, yeah, absolutely. You are, you are right? Yeah. You are. It's really I only... still am. <laughs> <laughs> you are. <laughs> you, you don't know who you are. You're working it out. You know, I think when you... I, it wasn't really until I got to sort of 40-odd that I started to understand maybe who I was. And you, I, I don't know about you guys, but I always look back maybe to embarrassing moments in my 30s or 20s cringe inwardly cringe oh yeah what totally bellend i'd been you know it's, it's, <laughs> you know but that's that's normal man and i'm sure when i'm 50 or 60 i'll look back to now and think oh, you <laughs> i do that now i read <laughs> yeah. yesterday so i journal right it's something i recently started and i'll read yesterday's journal and i feel the same way yeah, yeah it's, it's it's insane completely natural and completely normal it must be you know I've got um, I've got another question for you, man. When we were looking, we, we always try and do a little bit of research on anyone that's kind enough to come onto our podcast and chat with us. Oh, yeah. And part <laughs> of our research turned up um, a a podcast, uh, a photographic life, where you'd kind of responded into a question that me and Paul have been kicking around this morning, actually. Um, and the question was, what does photography mean to you? I'm, I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes so everyone can go back and, and listen to this. But this you, this was back in like 2018. What was this photography? What? I'm sorry. A photographic life. Right. No, I, that was me, was it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You sent in a voice memo to, um, to to the host of this. And, and you answered the question about what photography means oh, to you. Sorry. Yeah, crikey. Sorry. Um, yeah, I do remember. Um, but I don't you remember do. what I said. But... Yeah, well, that's interesting no, no, to see. That's, what... Yeah, yeah. Well, I, what I'm interested in is that was like four years ago. So yeah. I'm going to ask you that same question again. What does program? photography mean to you? And I'm, I'm interested to see, because I really hope that. I don't have a record of what it meant to me four years ago. And I yeah. really hope that at some point, you know, in five, ten years, that I can look back at this point in my life and see the progression that I've made. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's everything. It is literally everything. It, I mean, aside, aside from my family, it's the, most, it's, it's the most important thing to me in the world. And I can... I have this vehicle... I'm a very, very privileged to be able to do this. I have this vehicle that I can express myself with. And whether it whether it works 
It doesn't work all the time, but now and again it does. And if I connect with a tiny portion of the world, then that's that's all I want to do. You know, that's I've succeeded, I suppose, in that mission. Photography, I, I, I think it's important for photographers to kind of, you know, fall in love with what they do, you know, and you're only ever really in competition with yourself. So I, I, I sort of think of it, I suppose, as am I making better work than I did this time last year? And I mean, that's the sort of question I ask myself when I'm out making work or I'm trying to trying to make new work, I suppose. Am I, is this, is, am I progressing? Because I'm, I'm the only one I've got to sort of satisfy in that respect, I suppose. You know, I don't think, I think if you, if you have this idea where you're going to make work because you think a gallery would want it or you think it could be published or you think, oh, a publisher will like this, then you're only sort of, and then and and the and publishing galleries see through that very very easily. I don't think you know they're not they're not idiots. If you're making that work, all you're doing is like not you personally. I'm not saying you guys are doing this. I'm just saying <laughs> you know, I'm just this is the way. Sorry, this, I, I get my te- my, my tenses and support all muddled up. No, well, but, no, Daniel Daniel does do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I make if I made works, I thought it would be popular, or I thought it would be. Um, I thought a gallery would want to, I thought someone would want to publish it. Then I'd just be lying to myself and I'd get to the end of my photographic career if there ever is an end to it. You know, I'd get to the end of my life and think, you know, what the hell have I done? I, I wasted all that time. If no one, like I said, I want people to see it, but if no one did, I'd still do it. Mm-hmm. So that's what it means to me. It means absolutely, absolutely everything. I mean, what a blessing. To be able to, I mean, just to be alive, you know, and just to be able to walk walk about and make work, isn't that absolutely incredible? Does it feel real? They can make work. Does it feel real sometimes? Does it feel like it's almost sometimes? Are you there when you're walking around? Does it actually? Sometimes to me, it almost feels surreal. Like you do you know what it is, right? I, I, I think me and you, Paul, we had this conversation the other day, and unfortunately, we didn't record it, but. I kind of think I worked out why, at least for me, that it feels surreal. And it's because when you do any creative work, whether it's painting or music or photography or whatever your medium is, it's the one time in your life that you're truly present, you know? Like, you feel yourself dissolve and you kind of connect with everything around you. It's it's a weird feeling because it but doesn't we, happen we that often. About it, didn't we? Yeah, and you lose, you lose, you, you're not thinking, are you? you're almost, you're in your subconscious, right? You're... It's like an ego death, right? <laughs> you, yeah. You, you don't, you stop thinking of yourself completely. <laughs> you stop thinking about what you're going to have for dinner that night or the next thing on your to-do list and you become identified with the thing you are doing at that exact moment. That's a beautiful thing. And I think that's why that feels so surreal. Mm. Good done. I'm probably a million miles away. No, no, I don't. You're, 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 it's mindfulness. You know, when do we get, when do we get that time? You know, and mindfulness is suddenly a thing now. We, 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 we should be doing it. And I think if, again, if you're making work, that's exactly how you, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I find listening to music when I'm out walking and making work is, really important as well i like that extra level of immersion i, I you know it, it cuts off as it really sort of helps me helps me focus so i listen to these sort of really long sort of dark drone tracks you know, you know 
you know, by and, sun and, and stuff. And it becomes like a, the, the world that you're inhabiting, then it comes like a movie. You know, you're sort of wandering around and certain things are happening in front of you and you, you, you've got this sort of drone track on. I, I, I've, I've been putting my headphones in, but they're knocking off the Bluetooth, and it makes this like like a uh, low low pitch in your ears, oh, and e- everything is sort of like muffled, and it's like a yeah. weird, it's like a yeah, weird yeah. sensation. It is, it's so weird. <laughs> I find the opposite. I find that if I have something else going on, it's a bit of a distraction, and mm. I actually prefer to be in whatever it is that's happening around me. I prefer the noises. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. No, sometimes I, I do. Sometimes I, I get distracted. You, know, you can easily, take your earphones out and listen, listen briefly, listen. To them. I mean, it's it's peaceful. You know, I take them out when I'm not making the worker fund. If I just want to stand somewhere for a minute, you know, which in in itself is something we rarely do, just standing and listening and seeing, and that's you know, and and leaving the camera, leaving the camera in the bag just for a minute. You know, it's important to have those little moments. But I just like that extra level of immersion that, uh, that the, the headphones sort of bring me and I, I made a film I made a short film um which people can see I think it's on my website still I can't remember if it is I, I think it, it, it is on your website it I, is it is but you know I wanted uh, part of the reason I, I sort of made that was and I worked with another mu- I worked with a musician who, who makes these sort of like lo- these lo- long form sort of drone tracks and I worked with I worked with him quite quite. Um, we I just sent him the, I just sent him the sort of the edit the rough edit. I'm not a filmmaker, you know. I've never done anything like that before, which is in a way good because uh, you know if I was doing it wrong, I didn't know. I could just I could just do it. It didn't, yeah, it didn't yeah. really matter. But then he put the he, and he made the music, and then we just sort of put it over the top, and it's just amazing how it works and wonderfully. And I wanted, I suppose, to to share that that feeling with other people that 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 time when i have music in my ears and it just it marries up with what i'm looking at perfectly and you have these sort of moments of yeah and it, as we sort of say you know utter utter privilege utter immersion in 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 the world around us rare occurrence you know doesn't happen every time i'm out but when it does sometimes it just things come together and you get and you have these moments that you'll never forget you know when you're lying on your deathbed you'll you'll i hope I hope that I'm conscious enough or awake enough or, or to, to, to see, to, to, you know, for these things to just sort of pop on my head. It's a, if it's, for you me, feel it's like it's a, a legacy. Worth, well, it's a life worth living if those, if they can, if those moments for me can occur. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I want the same thing as well. I kind of, I know at some <coughs> point I won't be strong enough to hold up the camera and, I'd like to look back and, and and have and have something in my old age that that I can kind of reflect on yeah. and just think like this is what I did with my time yeah. rather than just watching TV and whatever. But the work continues after you've gone. In theory, you know. I mean, I don't boy, suppose it much matters, right? Like you're not yeah, going to be there, so you're not going to be there. But you know, but you you know, I'd, I'd like to think that maybe a generation of people will occasionally look at you know I mean, the, the books are out there people people you know i'm 99 of will probably be on ebay by then but e, ebay even sorry perhaps they'll be worth a quid more when i'm dead i don't know, you, <laughs> I don't know. maybe I, I like to think my boy would be interested but he might not he might just he might just skip all this crap you know and, this is something paul said before as well yeah. actually i don't have kids but you've said this before right paul about yeah, I, I think one one of the reasons, like I, I I was shooting a project for I don't know about four years, and it's 
it, it follows the river behind my house and that goes up from Wandsworth in South London all the way to Croydon, which is about, I don't know, 15 kilometres. Oh. And, I, and I just literally, I used, during the pandemic, um, I, I got dumped with my two kids, basically. Yeah. And, and so we used to, like, we'd homeschool in the morning. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then every afternoon, we'd just walk. We'd just go for walks along the river. Oh. And, like, I, I did that all through the pandemic. And then, well, I started it before, just before the pandemic. And then I've been still shooting it now. But one of the things I've, when I've been looking through the work afterwards is, like, if I was if I was going to give this and show it, what was one of the messages? And, and what I was trying to get through it. And that, it would be kindness to my daughter, like that, like just to be kind, that would be it. Like just, yeah. that, that would, it's just a really simple, and I mean, maybe it's a simple sentiment, but like, it was one of the things that it, you'd be thinking it was strange that people would want not to speak to each other when you were walking. But interestingly enough, I found it more like the opposite of that. People were really wanting to talk. Yeah, like, yeah. Like they were willing, like this, to, to take the time to have a conversation with you, mm. and I mean, bef- before I shot a lot of street photography, and 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 be, where I was candidly shooting, and the, the approach was the totally opposite this time. It was like I'd want to stop, speak to people, have the conversation, and it just made the work richer instantly. Like it, it was felt, a total shift of gears, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it felt for me it, from the from the moment I I started doing it, it was like, oh my god, like. What have I been doing for the last eight years? <laughs> but, but I think I had to go through it to get to that point, right? Like I, I don't, I, I had to figure that out myself. I mean, maybe I could have got, I could have found some shortcuts, but it, it just felt, yeah, it just felt like having to work that out and and figure that out and 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 realize that actually I'll never be able to to get that what's the the kindness and of me of because i'm quite a kind generous person if i'm shooting that way yeah, and, and, and and understanding that really simple thing but it took me ages to work that out right yeah, yeah. It, it was outside influences wasn't it paul that kind of <laughs> helped shift those gears right it was some various online lessons that you were taking and some things you were reading at the time right i'm yeah, i'm just, in i'm interested in um so your your collective that you're a co-founder of al Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, ITO, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that and kind of how that came about and, and, and what that's done for you? It was, it was well, how it came about, it was quite a while ago now. Um, I, th- I want to say 2016. I could be wrong. I, I get some muddled up with times and dates and numbers. It was definitely that. before 2018 because yeah, it, you, it it's, it's referenced in, in, um, in that uh, A Photographic Life podcast. Yeah, right. so it must, it must have been, been before I think it was that. 2016. It was. It was. I. I. I kind of met the guys, the the, the, the three other guys online, um, <laughs> like you do, you know. And I think. I yeah, think, yeah. You know, I mean, one of the nice things about one of the best things about photography is the kind of the friends you make through it, you know. And that's 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 really really sort of one of the one of the sort of huge benefits of it. But I met these chaps. Um, I think it was Twitter, and we kind of enjoyed each other's work, I suppose. And then we met each other. We met. We went down to London and met and met and, and met each other for the first time. Went to see a um, Fikazi exhibition, and then yeah, went to the pub. And as things do when you go to the pub, you know, ideas sort of percolate. When this really sort of rough pub in Chelsea, 
And then he, <laughs> I think it was Chelsea. And then these two sort of coked up football fans came in and sort of really harshed everyone's mellow. So it was quite a sort of fraud. <laughs> they sat down right at our table and you could just, you just know, they were looking to rumble, you know. And they didn't, you know, the, the three other guys, Steve, Rob and Joe, they're all like really big, you know, big guys. I mean, Joe's like six, seven, you know, big guys. And it was just, I'm like this tiny, short ass, you know, bearded guy sort of looking, sulking in the corner. And you can just sort of feel their venom sort of, you know, leeching its way sort of kind of towards me. So it was quite a fraught start to the whole thing. Then we went to a KFC and some air hostesses sort of tried to, I can't remember if they tried to hit, hit us or, I can't remember exactly why. I'd had a few beers, man, you know. And they were rolling around on the floor. And I remember this woman screaming in my face. And then, and then I, ITO was born. And that was uh, <laughs> that's that happened. That, that, that yeah. is the best origin yeah. story. Yeah. I can't so wait to see the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Born, like, um, born the then, storyteller. And then nothing happened for like, you know, three months or something. And then for whatever reason, I can't remember exactly, we, we, we just decided to get it together. And we, we wanted to show some work, um, not just us, you know, from other, other people that we... We kind of, in, you know, I mean, Dan Wood, we, we showed Dan's work. He, he had a wonderful series called uh, Hypnagogia, and and we, we were able to show that. And numerous other people as well. We went to went to a place called the Photo Parlour in um, Nottingham. And if you, it's like a, a, a lab and a meeting place, and there's a, some gallery space. And the guy who runs it, Dan, is a one really, really good, really good guy. And it's a brilliant, absolutely brilliant space and community. And, he, and we were able to sort of show there. And it was our first exhibition. And I was surprised about how many people came. It was, it was maybe, I think it was, it, was, it was based on landscape photography. Now, I never think of myself as a landscape photographer. I don't like, really like that term. I'm just a photographer. But the, the premise was it was a, maybe a slightly alternative version of landscape photography, which, yeah, we... So we, we showed John Blakemore, you know, um, and other people. I'm sorry, I can't remember, but, you know, it was, it was a good good selection of people. And then we, yeah, loads of people came, and I was really surprised. You know, so people obviously wanting, people obviously interested in it, wanted to, wanted to sort of see what we were doing. And then it was, it, you know, it, it was never, it was about promoting other people's work that we loved. You know, that was, that was all there was to it. And then a, a gallery in London that we worked at, um, called MMX Gallery picked it up and we showed it down there as well. It was it was a fantastic experience. Um, it's you know the pandemic kind of helped you know kind of killed it a little bit. You know we, we it's, it's that really sort of slowed thing down because we weren't able to show really sort of show work anymore. But we did a few subsequent ones afterwards and you know when all the other guys are a little older than me, so maybe when and they're, they're sort of proper grown ups with real jobs, so they might one day you know when they retire have more time to to work on it. But yeah. It's 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 a good experience. I highly recommend working with people, you know, other people. You know, four four egos. It, it, it you learn a lot to uh, about how to rein, you know, your own in. You know, when you're working with other folks, it's a you know collaboration. It's it's a fantastic thing to do. I highly recommend anyone if they've got a, you know got an idea to do. You know, you can go and, and you can go and make your own exhibitions. You can go. It doesn't have to be. Anyway, you could stick it in the woods somewhere or whatever, or in an abandoned abandoned house. Doesn't matter. Just go, just go and get it done. Yeah, you know, what I never really understand. You know, it doesn't have to be in a white cube in London. You know, but anyway, no. that was, that's that's that was ITO. <laughs> <laughs> Is that still fairly active? Do you guys still do stuff? 
don't really do exhibitions currently. We're, we have put a few... We, Joe and I did something in Wales. Uh, we did a Polaroid Lifts exhibition in Wales last year in a tiny little gallery um, uh, called Tilt and Shift in Landrist, North Wales. And um, that was, yeah, we, that, that was... Um, that was catching up with the, that was we were supposed to do that just before the pandemic and of course that landed and we, we weren't able to do it anymore um so that was yeah and and I think we're doing something together in Belgrade in Serbia next year early next year so we're going to go and do something we're going to go and do the Polaroid lifts there but is this you yeah. and Joe sorry yeah just Joe, just Joe, Joe, Joe Wright isn't it is yeah that... Joe Wright yeah um yeah, for for whatever reason, the, the the other guys didn't really, you know, get on with the process of making Polaroid lifts. You know, they are an absolute embuggerance to do. You know, they're not easy things to, to work with, <laughs> and it's expensive as well, right? Oh yeah, and you and you screw a lot of them up. You know, but I liked I like after a while you kind of get sort of semi okay in it, and you can, and then maybe like thirty percent of the ones you do actually work. So, you know, that's, you know, the, but there's a high attrition rate of like so wasted images that you, yeah, because they're, they're like tissue paper when you get them in the water and you've got this, you've got to sort of crudely manipulate this, this tiny sort of layer of emulsion and somehow get it onto a, onto a piece of paper. And it is, it's exactly as, as hard as it sounds to do, you know. And you might just get it on and then the whole thing just tears and you think, right? Yeah, I was going to say, the one time I tried it, I made a really cute ball of uh, emulsion. (laughs) 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 It looked like, you know, if you put a pair of jeans through the wash and you leave a receipt in the pocket. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it looked like the one time I tried it, and I was like, that cost me a pound. So (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to do that again. I was... I would try this, tech, this okay. technique where you use some paste on a on a, an inkjet print, and you like paste the the board with the, this paste, and then you put the inkjet print onto the board and you peel it off really slowly, right. and then then it leaves like a residue of paper. But then you get a, acrylic spray and you spray it with this acrylic spray, and it brings the print back to life. Is that right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've me, never I'll, heard of that one. I'll show you. I'll show you one. Hang on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> We're definitely going to need to try and get hold of Look that how-to that. because. Yeah. <laughs> can you oh, see that? Strange. I don't know if you can see that. That's really cool. That kind of like... That's really cool. Oh, that is amazing, man. You covered that. Yeah, like that. I love bonkers stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I love that. I, that that that. I just kind of like breaking photographs. I don't know if that, that something about. I don't know what it is, it, but it's kind of. Yeah, I'm really interested in, in the process of creating of making, something and then just destroying it. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is destruction or it's just adding something extra, to some emo- both. Both. emotion, maybe. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested to see an entire Paul Benz project that is 100% like that, like no straight photographs no like it, i want to see something that's basically pure art that it's impossible to P- pin pure down art. yeah pure like, art. well yeah, photographs but, aren't pure art is that what you're saying <laughs> not all of them certainly not no, the way no. i do it <laughs> i get lots of blurry pictures of my feet yeah i know and stuff. what you mean i know i think it takes time though doesn't it it's, it's, it's a really time consuming process and when you've got it's like it's uh, but again i I've, I've been starting collaging and cutting photographs and i really again it's that same thing yeah. we talked about earlier of being in your that space in your brain where you're 
you're not thinking about anything else. It's an, ama- <laughs> it's an amazing thing. It is. It's a one. And I think as, as I've progressed in my career, I think that's realizing that you can get to that space through a, a multitude of ways. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Right? Well, you know, if you pr- if process, like you said, it, it becomes it becomes easy. It becomes nothing. It's second thought. You know, you're not even thinking why you're doing it. That's when process is a, is a, is a great thing. Yeah, it needs to be it, automatic, you know, and, right? And, you know, it just happens automatically. You know, the, 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 and, the, you know, that takes care of itself. You're just, you're just making work then, you know. And it's the end of the, the end product. It's there, you know. It's there. <laughs> it's that thing, yeah. Yeah, it's that thing. You know, you, 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 there's obviously something within you that wants to do it. I think we're, you know, we're, we're always always trying to sort of work out and sort of muck things up, especially with digital cameras now because they're so perfect, you know, and so clean. Always trying to work out, well, how can I, how can I really, you know, mess this up and scuzz it up or, or do something different? And I'd, I'd have never seen that or thought of that in my life, man. You know, always trying to, you know, alternative processes, fascinating stuff. Mm. Who who discovers that? Who works out that you can lift the the print well, off the I, thing I, and spray it with a? Well, I was I I wanted to do it. And I was like, there must be a way to do it, right? There must like, and obviously you try it and you can. But it's basically um, I can't think what the name of the gel is. It's like a I'll, I'll I'll post the name to it. But it's like this gel you can buy and and some this woman from from Amsterdam basically this Dutch woman on YouTube. I Where's this going? Uh, What's this gel do? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> And, and she and she was like, "What you got to do is get the gel, and you just put the gel on your paper." Is this <laughs> your? That's some that's some good accent. That's yeah. really. But good. I love that. I, I do. I, I think that, again. That's why I love photography because I'm learning something that, like, constantly. I feel like I've never finished learning. Like and that's, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Do you is think that, that's still photography though? I, I still think it is. Yeah, because it's well. It is because it's, it's 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 come from that. I've made a picture and then I've printed the picture out and then I've, you know, stuck that printer. Out. Yeah, it's still photography. I, I feel I like suppose. the seed was probably photography, but at that point, obviously, the people listening to the podcast can't see the board that you just held up. But I think at that point, it stops being a photograph. And there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, it makes me like it more. I, I think at that point, it stopped being a photograph. And it started being just another oh, piece of art. I don't, know. I don't know either. I don't know either. I don't know either. I don't know the answer to that question. That's a difficult question. It depends whether anyone asked you, I suppose. If you stick it on a wall, and would they think, oh, that's a photograph? Probably not. No, but, no, no. Know, they probably wouldn't, but... Does it matter? No, no, no absolutely it doesn't, <laughs> but it's really interesting conversation, well, right? <laughs> it, never ma- it never matters. Um, well, maybe it does sometimes. I don't know. It's not um, people engage with it, you know, wicked. Yeah, I know, because Paul spent a little while doing stuff like that and then sticking it to a concrete wall near... Or it yeah, was basically so, on that Wandle Trail, wasn't it? Yeah, so, there, so this is... So basically, on the Wandle Trail, there's an industrial site, right? And in between this industrial, there's just these massive, large concrete slabs. So I started printing the pictures out, just some of them from the project, and sticking them to the wall. Oh, or this, yeah. the, and now, now I've got the idea. I've gone back now, and I've collected them because some of them degraded and they've gone battered. And I thought there's a project like there's something in that, like the weathered ones that have been weathered by like time and just over the process of time of weathering. Yeah. And and they look amazing. They look completely like some of them aren't even. You can't even <laughs> see the print anymore. Yeah. But it just looks like again. But that. Again, I think that's just coming from trying something. And the, the original idea was, this is a horrible concrete wall, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brighten this place up a little. Yeah. And I, 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 <laughs> but that was it. It didn't come... But I, they do. It, it's something... 
there's something maybe in that. And I, again, it's just from trial and error, right? From you I don't know. Play, you played this. You, yeah. You tried it. And like you said, it, it'll work or it won't. You know, and it also, it doesn't have to be, you know, there's no finite amount of time. You can just go you know, go back to it. I, as I said, you know, there's tons of things that I did that never worked, man, you know. But they were, they were no less enjoyable, for, you know, but... Mm-hmm. Maybe the three of us should print up a bunch of our work go down to that place and we'll hold an exhibition we'll just geotag it in one of the podcasts and people can go to the exhibition but it will be outdoors and everything will just get fucked up (laughs) (laughs) fucked up walls man it's a beautiful thing i really like it i'm also starting to worry now though like earlier on you guys were talking about what will that last photograph you ever make be and I'm just now really concerned that it is going to be a blurry photo of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll be that'll be my my swan song. Out yeah, maybe yeah. who knows, man? It might it, it it might as you as you're sort of desperately trying to dial nine nine nine, you might hit the wrong button, and it just might might be your sort of gurning face. It's a heart attack that's <laughs> going to take you. Just sort of, you know. Oh, I hope that. so. I really hope so. That's yeah. how I want to go out. Yeah, well, I, I hadn't really considered it until just now, but that's exactly how I want to go out. Yeah, it won't. Yeah, I mean the, the, the romantic connotation that it would be something really meaningful and deep. You know, I'd have this beautiful moment of me in photograph. But it probably, yeah, it'll probably be something like that. It'll be a picture of a receipt, something like, me, like <laughs> something so lame. Yeah, or a screenshot, a screenshot, <laughs> an a accidental screenshot, screenshot of of a text message. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Al, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today. Right, it's been a Really amazing, really enjoyed it. Are we going to do shout-outs today, Dan? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, I had to think of someone, didn't I? That's right. Um, do, you want, do you want us to buy you some time? Shall we go first? Yeah, you, you guys go first, and I'll, 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 I'll cobble together some, some ideas in my head really quickly. Fancy, baby. <laughs> have you got one ready? Yeah, I got one. I, I, I've been listening to some music this week. I'm, I've been listening to Gweno. She's a Welsh artist, and she's got a piece of music called Anne Stevel Now Eve. And it's a lovely track. She's got a really good album. It's really beautiful music. I just think, go listen to it. Lovely. Gweno Astevel Nawith. And I'm not even going to try and say that. You're going to have to text that to me so we can include that in the show notes because (laughs) there is zero chance that I'm going to be able to spell that. I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link. Okay, cool. I look forward to listening to that. Um, I'm actually going to shout out a, a record as well. I'm really hoping that I haven't already shouted this out. We've done enough of these now where I can't really keep track. Um, so the record I'm going to shout out is by, by an artist named Joy Orbison. Um, Joy Orbison. Joy Orbison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the record is called Still Slipping Volume 1. And it's really hard to explain. It's electronic, but I, I really think that particularly if you're into documentary photography, you should check out this record because this guy is producing music that is about as close to documentary photography as I've heard in music. It, it's lots of sound clips of his family talking and stuff, but it's all kind of mixed in with this... I mean, it's really good electronic music to start with. But just the fact that it's kind of a document of his family and his loved ones as well, just it gives it this extra layer of... It's just... It's amazing. Clever. It's it's really... I played it to you, right, Paul? Yeah, it's really good. It is, it is really good, right? Joy Orbison's Still Slipping Volume 1. If you haven't already heard it, go and check it out because it's 
I can't say enough about it. I'm really, really enjoying it. And he would hate me for calling it a record because it's a mixtape. <laughs> That's what he keeps telling everyone. It's a mixtape, but it's, it's amazing. So yeah, check that out. Ow, have, have we uh, vamped for long enough for you to come up with yeah, something? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was, I actually want to give um, a shout out to a fellow photographer called Joanne Coates. Um, I've just received a book maybe a couple of weeks ago now, and I keep going back to it. It's called Daughters of the Soil. I don't know if it's still available. I, I, I managed to get one pre-order. I think I think there were limited copies. You, you, you book, go online and have a look. It's a beautiful, beautiful little book about uh, female farmers. Um, and, yeah, it's worth checking out. So give it a go. Um, Joe's really, really, really nice person. Brilliant photographer. Really active in the community. She's a great, great, great person. So go you know, go and follow her on Instagram. Send us some love. And, you know, if you can get a copy of this book, uh, please do so, because it's um, absolutely fascinating. Just to remind me again, what was the book called? It's called Daughters of the Soil by Joanne Coates. Nice. I look forward yeah, to checking it out. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really, really good. Really do you know, good. it's probably probably going to need cutting out of the episode, but do you know if she sells that through her website or anything? Is there any direct way of buying it from yeah, her? Yeah, I was just looking at it. It, was, it's, it is sold out. It was through a website. I was just oh, looking. down downer. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks, it does look good. It does look good. Yeah. Go, go and give Joanne some love anyway. You, you should, but there should be you know, some work on her website or. Um, it's beautiful, work as yeah. well. You're right. There'll yeah, be another, is. there'll be another project, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. And we'll all look forward to jumping on that as, as soon as it comes out. All right, boys. Well, I, I just want to say thanks so much for having me. It's been a, it's been a proper pleasure just letting me rant at you for however long it's been, an hour and a half. I can't wait to do it. Part two. I, I feel like we've barely scratched <laughs> okay. the surface, Al. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel spent. <laughs> <laughs> You've definitely got that Paul Benz thing going on. Because, like, you, you two in a, in a conversation, like, I could just listen to you two chat all day. It's, you, you've both that. got that kind of stream of consciousness thing going on that I, I wish I could do. Um, brain farts. Yeah. Brain farts. Yeah, <laughs> you, brain you're farts. underselling yourselves. You really are. You're, um, Where's the best place for people to to keep up with what you're up to at the minute, Al? I have a website, um, which I update as much as I can, but I guess Instagram's probably the easiest place. Yeah. Um, we'll link both of those in the show notes. There's, there's links links on there too. You, know, you can go and like some work. <laughs> um, <laughs> go and buy some work. You yeah, sell prints and some stuff? Work would be even more helpful. If you want to buy a book or buy some work, it helps it helps me keep going so you know do please please do so if you only if you don't want to don't worry about it uh, are you selling prints from this um al from the moment, i'm not no, no? It's, it's i'm sort of hanging back from prints for a little bit in case you know it, i'll i'll probably tout them to a few galleries and if they want them then we'll, we'll take it from there but um at the moment now i'm just keeping them just concentrate on the book there is a there is a print available with a special edition I don't remember which one it is, but it's 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 in there. So if you go on the Cozy Books website, it'll it'll you know it'll all be on there. Okay, cool. Send send me over a few of those links if you can, Al, and I'll yeah, I'll make sure I'll yeah. include everything in the show notes. So hmm. any links to any of the stuff you're selling, yeah, yeah, yeah. if anyone can go and give Al a bit of support, that'd be great. Um, you can follow along with everything we're doing at Idle Hand Society on Instagram. Like I say, everything will be in the show notes. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a chat with Tom Collins, right? Tom Collins, yeah, I think. 
Tom, Graphic Tom Collins. designer, photographer. Nice. Thank you all very much for sticking with us for a little over an hour, I assume. Um, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Thank you.